0: Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast and our interview series, Values in the Metaverse. On this show, we talk to designers, entrepreneurs and experts working with concepts like digital fashion, metaverse and NFTs. As you may know, this was also the title of our latest print issue. The thought being, if we are going to create new digital worlds, we need to think about what kind of world we want to create. What values we are bringing into it. Our guest today is Laura Olin, Chief Operating Officer of the Finnish virtual reality studio Zoan. Zoan was responsible for creating the virtual twin of Helsinki four years ago, beating cities like Seoul and others by years. They recently launched their own metaverse called Cornerstone Land, where they are already selling virtual land. In this interview, Laura Olin underscores the importance of Nordic values when entering and creating the metaverse. I'm Connor Olsen, founder and editor-in-chief of Scandinavian Mind. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to stay updated on the latest news and learn about upcoming talks and events. Visit ScandinavianMind.com/newsletter. Here now, my conversation with Laura Olin. Enjoy. All right, so now I'm here with Laura Olin, Chief Operating Officer and partner of Zoan in Helsinki, Finland. Uh, Laura, thank you so much for being with me now.
1: Thanks for inviting me. It's it's a pleasure.
0: You know, I always uh, start with kind of a personal question in these conversations. And, you know, when uh, when discussing the concepts of metaverses and NFTs and, and so forth, Uh, there's always this notion of you you need to kind of wrap your head around new concepts, uh, new ideas. uh, And uh, I always ask uh, about your own personal moment. Do you remember when you realized kind of that metaverses was going to be a a big thing? Was there like a penny drop moment for you that, that uh, you can think back on? Um, Well, uh,
1: uh, yes and no. Uh, already back in 2015-16, so, so I started to create this virtual Helsinki, uh, uh, really like a 3D gaming engine-based version of some of the spots in Helsinki city center. That was more like a passion project, and then we it proceeded into collaboration with the actual city of Helsinki. Right. But it's funny now that uh, last autumn, when... Facebook announced that they will change their name to Meta. So they they really started this uh, hype around Metaverse for like sort of the mainstream uh, people. So um, that's when we realized that, oh my God, this vision is exactly the same that we've had with, for instance, Virtual Helsinki. Now they've just put a name on it, like big time. And, and suddenly we could tell people that, yeah, we work with metaverse content and then everyone understands. <laughs> so it's sort of putting these things that we have been doing, uh, giving a context to that.
0: Well, let's let's get into that. I want to talk about Helsinki. <clears throat> of course, I want to talk about the new metaverse that you have launched uh, from, from Zoan. Uh, but perhaps start with just describing... Uh, Zoan as a company and what you do?
1: Yes. So, Zoan is a company founded by Mika Rosendahl, still uh, our CEO. And, uh, and, and uh, we uh, already back then, his passion was to combine uh, technology, latest technology, with really good looking graphics. Uh, yes. It's been inspired by Finnish companies like Artek. Uh, so that combined art and technology. So it's a little bit similar, but in a digital era. So uh, and this has really been the the guiding principle uh, throughout the years. Nowadays we have around um, I would say sixty people working for us. It's a little bit hard because there are quite many freelancers. And at the moment, around fifty um, percent of our business comes from abroad, mainly from from the U.S. Uh, but of course, we do have Nordic clients. We have some clients in Japan, and um, we've been dealing with uh, quite a lot of different kind of themes when it comes to uh, virtual content, uh, culture, concerts, just uh, businesses, B two B marketing, uh, things like that. So quite a big variety. But what is common is that they are all like um, based on on 3D models uh, and and we build it on a gaming engine, inside a gaming engine, which in our case mostly is uh, Unreal Engine. So that's what we do really.
0: Right. So the the gaming, I mean, I think people understand I mean if if you don't have any idea of the metaverse I think people probably understand what a 3D image or a 3D rendering or a 3D modeling of something is Uh, but what you're talking about with the game engine part that's to me kind of where it becomes a metaverse it becomes a a 3D environment that you can sort of step into or move around uh, in uh, whether it be uh, on a computer or a uh, you know VR headset or something like that would that be an accurate description
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, So basically, uh, we can talk about 3D models, but if we want to have a really immersive and interactive experience, so we need a gaming engine for that. And Mm. and that's why they are an (laughs) essential part of creating metaverses.
0: Mm. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, found it funny when, when all these headlines came out a few uh, weeks and months ago about Seoul being the first city that, that has a metaverse and uh, knowing that your work and, and what you've been doing that Helsinki was actually four years prior, almost before its time, it feels like. Uh, but perhaps as a, as a, um, token of example, maybe talk about the, the Helsinki project more in detail. How did it come about and the collaboration with uh, Helsinki? Uh, the city
1: yeah so uh i joined joan 2016 so already a a year before that uh, our our designers had started to work with this idea that in the future there will be cities and physical places that need to be explored virtually and helsinki should be one of them so um By then, we had started our business with doing 3D real estate. So we already got a bunch of uh, houses that exist in in central Helsinki. And Mm. then we started modeling uh, Senate Square and some other places. And uh, of course, by then, it was for uh, VR headsets. So uh, what we would do together with Mika, that we would go around like different Helsinki offices and show them that, look at this, this virtual Helsinki. Wouldn't it be great to do some planning inside this kind of Helsinki? You could see how a new museum would look like or so. And everyone agreed. They thought that this is a fantastic idea, but it didn't really belong to them. So it was a little bit ahead of its time. But then in 2018, Uh, There was this um, conference, uh, slash conference in in Singapore, I think. And that's where Helsinki needed some really amazing content that they can fit into their quite little booth. And we, we told Helsinki and Business Finland that why don't we do it so that we'll just do this virtual reality experience. All you need are like virtual reality headsets and we can build the content on the virtual uh, center of Helsinki, on virtual Senate Square. And they thought it was a great idea, and we did it, and it was very popular. And after that, the he- city of Helsinki or Helsinki marketing people, they were like that, okay, for, for the next conference, let's do something even bigger and better. And that's where we started uh, really working on this very photorealistic uh, Helsinki that first became... Uh, it became like an experience that you could visit with VR headset. And that was very much in line with the sustainability strategy of Helsinki, because the idea was that uh, everyone should have a chance to come to Helsinki, even if they don't, for a reason or another, want to purchase flight tickets. So right. that was a very nice idea. And that's sort of how it got started.
0: Yeah, and you actually created events within this virtual Helsinki. So not only did you have the 3D models of the houses, not only did you create the, the immersive environments, there was actually things happening in there, right?
1: Yeah, So, uh, and this was something that happened when the pandemic started. So in 2020, um, we had actually already talked with Helsinki um, about the idea of organizing a concert inside virtual Helsinki. Mm. But then, uh, thanks to the pandemic uh, in April 2020, uh, Helsinki was a little bit worried that the celebration of the 1st of May will be a major risk uh, as uh, there are usually like 40-50 50,000 people on Senate Square celebrating the spring. And of course, uh, it was that year, it it was a really bad scenario. So Helsinki was trying to find a way to keep people indoors and organize some fun for them that they could, they could do inside their own homes. And we were thinking about that. We need to start offering uh, this cool content to people who don't have VR headsets, uh, but who could enjoy some entertainment that we could produce virtually. And then together with Helsinki, we decided that we need to organize a concert. And then um, this most popular rap group in, in Finland called uh, JBG JVG, so they had just canceled their uh, tour, of obviously. And and we asked them that if they would be interested to perform as they have this um, really popular song that that tells about the 1st of May. So they said that they have absolutely no idea what we are asking them to do, but uh, (laughs) sure, they are available for a concert because everything is canceled. And then we just started doing it and it took about, um, I think it, it, it was only a matter of maybe three weeks less than a month to put it together but luckily we had this virtual Helsinki so we had a venue and all we needed to plan was the actual show and then uh, we were so crazy that we thought that we would make it live like really live uh, I don't really know why uh, in 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 afterthought, we should have recorded it to make sure that everything goes smoothly. But we just thought that it's nice to do it live. And and, and so what we did was that we put the guys, the band, they were filmed in front of a green screen. Then um, there was uh, cameras filming them, and they were put, sort of put inside the Unreal Engine where the model of Helsinki was rolling with different kind of uh, light effects uh, uh, for each song and so on. And then we would stream it out for people and, and, and Finnish people could join with their mobile phones, with their avatars to the virtual se- uh, Senat Square. We would pick like the thousand avatars and the guys, as they were performing, they could see those avatars live. So we really wanted to create this... Interaction between the band and the and the audience, and yeah, so that's what happened. And and uh, despite all the risks, it went really well. We got like seven hundred thousand live audience, and together with all the people who watched the recordings, that the total number of public on that concert was one point four million, which is a relatively uh, large amount of of all the people in Finland. So. That was really that was really amazing, and it was such a great experience for everyone involved
0: well i I love that story and thank you for for sharing it in such detail because <clears throat> because I think when talking about you know what the metaverse is and what it can be used for, obviously um using examples from gaming is 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 one way to go and and there have been uh, um, similar things going on in in, in uh, uh, platforms like Fortnite and Roblox and and so forth, but I really I think this really shows uh, you know first of all that that you guys in Finland are really uh, way ahead of us uh, the rest of us in the Nordics in terms of these concepts and and so on is really uh, pioneering that, but also that this is an example of. Uh, an activity that that you know kind of transcends gaming it's beyond gaming it, it, it is kind of for everyone and you did this kind of kind of uh public event within uh, uh a digital metaverse also in collaboration with kind of like the government or or at least the city officials so it, made it kind of like this official seal so there's so much about this story that i find interesting in terms of um where where the metaverse can go and 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 uh you know i think the next step here would would be to talk about uh your vision about what metaverse can become because you actually uh, recently launched your own metaverse uh called cornerstone land um so can you talk about the the vision behind that and and what you hope to to achieve with that what you what you hope that will be used for
1: yeah it's actually very interesting that you, you you mentioned that sort of like the Nordic stuff and, and, and all of that, and actually a nice uh, uh, well. Let's start from the beginning. Yes, sure. We have we have indeed we have launched Cornerstone Land uh, just in the beginning of January, end of December, and uh, the idea is that it's a photorealistic metaverse of course we've seen many metaverses uh, with a lot of great activities but we really want to bring the metaverse to the next level and make it as realistic as possible so uh, well you can check cornerstone.land and you can see some examples of uh, first of all the island it resembles Iceland a little bit, but it's uh, it also has some other features, and then also something that's not possible in real life, like floating stones. And uh, it looks beautiful. Yeah, and 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 then also the avatars are are uh, quite realistic, and the content. Uh, that the plot owners uh, can create will be made very realistic. So, of course, we've been talking a lot with uh, people who are uh, involved with architecture or design, as this is a a great uh, chance to really showcase your creativity uh, as realistically as things would look like in real life.
0: Um, yeah, well, well, just on that note, I would just want to say, I, I, I think it's that's one of the fascinating things about this metaverse. And, uh, you know, I, I think part of when the skeptics talk about it is... Uh, that they see this kind of cartoon like or or like very sort of pixelated worlds uh, and it 's hard for people who are not into gaming and so forth to take it seriously, so I think what you 're doing here is really the next step in in sort of making this these types of worlds more more serious and I love the point about using uh, designers and architects i want I really want to get into that but but just on the note of the cornerstone land, uh, you you've also recently had your first kind of drop of of uh, real estate in it, or or digital land, or uh, I don't know how you define it, but you've you've dropped some NFTs, uh, which yeah. people have bought.
1: Yeah. So we started with, um, of course, the idea is that there will be like public space, but then we are also selling. There are hundred plots of land. And we started by uh, with an NFT drop of ten plots uh, in in um, in the beginning of February, and they sold out like in one hour. So that was a really good start. And with each plot, uh, the buyer gets building credits. So it means that uh, our uh, professionals here at Soan will help to create that masterpiece you want to have there, if it's a house or if it's a garden or whatever it is. So we will help you to create that uh, on your own plot. So so and that's that's something that um, is is going on. The plot sales both like there will be NFT drops, but then also private sales. And already the owners of the first 10 plots have got together and it was like, I was just talking to my colleagues who is very much um, involved in this group. So, so he just said that it's, it's really great to see like what kind of uh, work they are already doing together. That it's sort of like a creative crowdsourcing as the new members get together and start planning what they want to do there.
0: So they're, they're creating their own little community already uh, talking to yeah. each other
1: yes exactly and i think that that's the really the thing with the 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 really fascinating thing with the metaverses and why we believe that this cornerstone land uh will be successful is that it's very much built on the nordic values like um uh, of course when we talk about uh web 3 or or metaverses in general so they are based on this uh, nice idea, great idea of of sort of um, co-creation, uh, decentralizing, uh, decision-making and so on. So I think right. that that's, that's quite a lot. There's quite a lot in common um, when we think about the mentality here in the Nordics. And then also there are real issues that we want to tackle, such as... Um, Sustainability sustainability is one important issue. Of course, there's been a lot of debate about how sustainable uh, the whole crypto economy is. Uh, So we need to solve that somehow. And that's an example of challenges that we really want to work with with, uh, Cornerstone land. Because metaverses will be here. The new economy that's based on NFTs and cryptos and blockchains will be here. There's no stopping that. But what we can do is we can investigate what's the best way of making it happen.
0: Right. Let's stick on that for a while because that was one of the main themes I wanted to have in this conversation. And the whole special we're doing for for Scandinavian Mind issue 3 and this sort of uh, um, uh, series of podcasts that we're publishing uh, the 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 headline of it all is kind of values in the metaverse because in creating new worlds uh, uh, we have to talk about what kind of uh, you know environments we want to have there, what kind of interactions we want to have there, and I think you know going back to the what's defined as the Web two world with these big social networks and these sort of big centralized entities, uh, it hasn't been uh, you know it hasn't been completely easy. Uh, let's to say the least, and and there's been quite a uh, quite a lot of criticism uh, to these big platforms in terms of uh, how they're handling misinformation and how people are treated and how young people are are using these these mediums and so forth. You are now in the cusp of creating kind of Web three environments, the, the new frontier, and obviously the the main argument here is that it's decentralized, it's more like controlled by the people. You don't have the central entity. But I still feel like you are the guys creating these uh, environments, right? You are designing mm-hmm. them. You are producing them. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how you talk about this internally at, at so on uh, in terms of what responsibility you have and uh, also if it relates to the Nordic values at all that you mentioned before?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, of course. Uh, so... Um... Yeah, so first of all, of course, at the moment, we are sort of in charge because we have created the metaverse and uh, mm. and uh, we are making the plot sales happen and so on because someone needs to kick it off. But uh, the idea is that, that the community plays a very significant role there that we are discussing about methods, how the community can take control over the over the issues that are happening uh, inside the cornerstone land or, uh, or on the cornerstone land. And then also, like, um, already a good example is that, uh, of course, we can, if you have an idea of a house, you want to build, build on your plot, so that's perfect. But if you already own some, like, 3D virtual assets that you want to bring there, so that's, of course, very Welcome. So so uh, this year will be sort of a transition period where we have like kicked this off and during the spring there will be sales going on. We are creating the game mechanics there, uh, a lot of content, talking with a huge number of partners who are interested in collaborating with us and trying to uh, figure out like a... Uh, a, a way how to make this all running so that it can be uh, decentralized because uh, we we don't want to we don't want to rule there <laughs> we just yeah. want to get it get it started um, and then of course one really uh, big issue is uh, that's more like uh, maybe a little bit like a technical issue but of course like uh, this interoperability between metaverses, that's something that would be so great to achieve. That would mean that if you own something uh, in one metaverse or you have a virtual identity that looks like something, so you could sort of grab your belongings and, and go and visit another metaverse and take everything you own with you. So that's like in the long term, that's really what will be needed. To make this metaverse economy happen like a big time,
0: right, right, and and it, 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 let's stick on that for a while because I, I I'm that's a, that has been kind of the the main arguments uh, around uh, Web three is that you're kind of in control of your own possessions and uh, that you actually can if you buy a digital sneaker from. Uh, uh, artifact which would create virtual sneakers as as nfts for instance, or if you have like an outfit in in a gaming environment that you're supposed to be able to bring this to get bring this in, in in other worlds and other metaverses and i and I guess in theory it, when you when you think about it on a blockchain level i'm sure it it it, it kind of works uh, but what you're saying is it has to work in in the actual sort of rendering in the metaverse, right? You have to bring it in and and talk a little bit about the challenges there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, of course, like if there's a, like we would have this photorealistic metaverse where you have your very realistic avatar and Mm. then you would like to go to another metaverse that is more like a cartoonish metaverse. So of course, just the idea of how will I look like there? That's something to, to figure out. Uh, and and then maybe like the one of the biggest issues is of course the ownership, like what you own the NFTs, uh, stuff like that. How do you do that? But those are so technical issues that I must say that I'm not the best person to talk around those. It's more like uh, I guess people who are very into the uh, sort of the technology of of Web three. So I think that you yeah. you 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 should ask
0: those guys. But do, you, do but, you have a sense of where we are in terms of development? Uh, this is obviously something that's being worked on right now to kind of. It solve. is being
1: worked on, but it's still like uh, we are in the beginning. So it's not like something that will happen like like this spring. Um, it's it's a bigger issue to solve. It's it's not really dependent on us uh, only. Um, uh, but, but then maybe I could also say, like, I think that overall, if we think about the metaverse, so, and I must, I'm, I can say that because I know that many people are like that, oh, is this some sort of a fad or is this just a, like a bubble? Who would buy, who would use money to do these things? So, yeah. no, it, it's very much reality and it's coming. And maybe because we are still living on this Web 2.0 time so it's hard to understand I think the easiest way to understand is if you look at what people who are like 15 year old kids do they feel very comfortable uh, going to different metaverses really using money to buy buy assets uh, you know you get a, like a nicer sword or some, some great outfit uh, if you pay money and that's like considered quite normal so what if we would sort of Bring the best out of those worlds, and 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 make something like even better. That's also like based on, uh, as I said about Nordic values. That's also based on something uh, something else than this old world. So what I'm really thinking, I'm, and to be honest, I'm not an expert on on NFTs or blockchains as such, but I think those ideas where we really need to reevaluate the concept of value they Mm. are really exciting because uh, now today value is mostly we talk about money everything no matter how creative you are it's still all about money really Mm. so what if we could really uh connect the term value to some concepts like, like sustainability or uh, creativity or things like that. What kind of society would that be? So I think that these sort of like bigger issues, uh, the sort of the fundaments of economy and the fundaments of, of how we how what we base our life on, I think these are really interesting issues and they at least for me, I'm not a gamer myself, but I feel that these kind of things are very exciting.
0: No, no, super exciting. And perhaps uh, we should talk a little bit about the other work you do with Soan, because I mean, I, as I've understood it, this is kind of like a almost like a personal project for you guys, or it's it's really it's it's from within Soan, and you are launching it yourselves. It's not for a a, a a commercial client or a big partner like that uh but so and i'm guessing then uh because of that it's a long-term project it's something you want to develop uh, over the years Uh, am i
1: right yeah it is and it's only the metaverse like uh, that's one thing but then as i said so we are talking about our sort of virtual identities and and things like that so in a way metaverse is only a tool for that but of course uh What's so, what's so great with that is that it sets no boundaries to creativity and mm. that's why it's, it's a great uh, playground for our people but also for people who are interested in, in creating virtual worlds uh, or, or letting their fantasy fly free. So, so it's just a very uh, exciting project in that sense also.
0: And can you talk about the other work you do just to get a sense of so on as a business? Because, uh, you know, it, it, it is my sense when it comes to virtual worlds and, and 3D environments is some people talk about it as if it's not here. It will come in the future. We're not ready yet. But it's also my understanding that there's a lot of things happening on kind of the the business to business in the business to business space, and that there there's actually a need for these environments, uh, perhaps not so much in consumer space uh, yet. But but uh, can you talk a little bit about um, uh, the type of work you do and the type of clients that that you have? Of course,
1: yeah. So um, many of our clients are actually just like. They are large companies that want to utilize uh, 3D and gaming engine technology uh, for marketing, training, uh, different kind of visualizations or experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, we work with, with um, a variety of companies, but uh, what, what we mostly do is that... Uh, we create these 3D environments uh, and help them, <laughs> help them to make their clients say, wow. <laughs> so that's that's as simple as that. And uh, uh, for instance, uh, a driver during the past years, of course, pandemic has been, a, been a one big reason why many companies have started this development. But as it seems now that we have... The world has changed so much that we are are living more in this hybrid world. So um, video meetings are very common. Uh, You don't travel to to another country just to have that two-hour meeting. So the virtual presence has become more and more important. So what we are doing is that we are enabling uh, their clients, for instance, to travel and see their facilities we have for instance one client actually in sweden uh, who is doing a lot of recruiting and it's a very challenging even for their own people to go and see the actual business they are in because it's a dangerous environment so what we are doing is that we are creating an immersive experience of that environment showcasing how fantastically digital everything is nowadays and that's something that they can then utilize uh, in their recruiting when they are trying to get somebody from the other side of the world to move to Sweden to work for them so they have something else that, to show than just like uh, uh, pictures or videos on their website. So that's an example of a typical project uh, we are working on.
0: That's super interesting. And, and let's go back to, to the, this thing you you mentioned with traditional designers and and architects. And I I find that super fascinating. And uh, just as an anecdote, I was stopped on the street just the other day by uh, one of the most, uh, you know, uh, famous interior designers here in in Stockholm. And he stopped me. He's been doing some of of the most uh, fantastic stuff in interior design and creating spaces. And he's like, Conrad, Conrad, I need to know more about the metaverse. We need to get into it because, uh, (laughs) and, and you know, one point I've been making is I think there is a need for a transition here. And I'm curious how you guys are working with it. Uh, because, uh, you know, we, we are also interviewing kind of digital fashion companies, creating digital fashion. And there's, it, it, to me, there needs to be collaboration here. You can't only have the new type of designers that are experts in 3D. You need kind of the uh, traditional uh, knowledge of, of you know creating architecture, creating textures, materials. Um, you know, obviously in the Nordics we are famous for for some of our uh, you know mid century uh, designers and, and architects and, and and so forth. What what's your uh, approach to this?
1: Yeah, this is a very important issue, and and met the metaverse should definitely not be a place for uh, metaverse enthusiasts only. But I think it's so important to build that bridge between uh, the digital world and the real world. Uh, I was just... uh, I I also had (laughs) this week, I had a a discussion with an art curator who's been working around the world. And and, and we just... We had so many ideas how we can combine existing uh, pieces of design with fantasy and that's one way of utilizing the metaverse or mm-hmm. that or like that <laughs> like if, if there are like a like say we have an architect who has designed around the world so it's physically impossible to see all the work, in a same space, you would need to fly around <laughs> all the time, but in a metaverse, you could have a collection where it features like uh, you know there's a theme where you can like pick the most important pieces that that represent a certain theme, and you could have them there on display, and then uh, so that's that's like only one examples, and I think that for instance architects and designers as uh, I guess that most of mo, mo, most of them use already like three D based tools, digital tools when they design. So I would say that you you are you are halfway there. Uh, what we would basically do is that we would take the three D model and then just make it make it look very realistic, and then you could have it there. You could show mm. it to your clients, potential clients. There's also a new audience inside the metaverse. Uh, if you want to sell a piece of your design as an NFT, that's also possible. So uh, I think that it's really it's it's not so it's not so uh, hard. Just like say that, look, uh, let's try this on, and we'll we'll help you to get there and and it doesn't have to be us basically any company who can do 3D can do that but uh but we really want to make the make it easy to do the transition and uh, and start trying out what what like how would my work look like in a metaverse but on the other hand what kind of sort of tools or creativity or 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 concepts would the metaverse allow me to do that haven't been possible yet? So it's very exciting.
0: And and have you had any of those moments? Have you met with, this, let's say, traditional designers or traditional architects? Perhaps, you know, show them your technology with, with this... You know, sort of picture perfect metaverse of Cornerstone Land. Have you been in those conversations where you sort of, sort of seen the light bulb, uh, you know, get off up above their heads?
1: Oh yeah, many times. And already before the Cornerstone, like for instance, one of the uh, one of the virtual Helsinki uh, pieces is. the... Uh, Alvar Aalto's home so mm-hmm. architect and designer Alvar Aalto's home which is here in Munkiniemi in Helsinki and uh, that we've uh, modeled the, the first floor of that home and it's, it's so very realistic that many people when they see it for the first time they're like ah oh, ok so you've been filming there and then we would say no no it's all 3D that look we can take the tank chair out or we can put it back in or change the color. So then they're like, what? <laughs> that this looks so real. <laughs> so yeah. that's really great. So it's amazing. So if if you are an architect and you are listening to this, so, so uh, the 3D like five years ago was a totally different thing compared to what we can do now. And right. also in real time, it doesn't even have to be rendered. So in real time, So computers nowadays can do amazing things. And also a little bit technical fact, but uh, for the cornerstone. So, of course, uh, as many of you might know, so so normal laptops cannot really handle like a big uh, 3D environment, but we will be using this pixel streaming technology there, which means that all the content will be rendered in a cloud. And then you can use just like a normal laptop, uh, to, to move move around in there. So that's also, you know, where technology comes to help and, and you can really have that uh, fantastic photorealism.
0: No, I, th- I think that's great knowledge to have, and, and it helps people to understand how we are going to be able to use these uh, technologies uh, going going forward. Uh, so are there any pr- other sort of practical tips you would give to an architect or designer who wants to learn more, wants to start with this? I mean, obviously, it's about, you know, just learning more about it and, and, and sort of, uh, you know, increasing your knowledge. But is, is there any place, a specific place you think they should start? Other than Cornerstone Lab, of course.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, if you just uh, want to start uh, working with 3D, so Unreal Engine, uh, it's free of charge, a very yeah. powerful tool. And uh, the internet is full of tutorials on how to start working with Unreal Engine. So I would just start playing around. There are communities you can ask for help. And of course, then there are companies that can help you to do that final polish or whatever is needed or, you know, um, help to add the piece of design to your own plot in Cornerstone Land, for instance. Mm. So, so yeah, it's pretty easy to get started. And actually, you know, um, even though when we talk about gaming engine, it sometimes sounds really technical, but what we have realized internally here is that if, I mean... The most important thing anyway is that you have that eye for good design, what looks good, how the lights should be, and so on. Uh, After that, it's quite easy to learn Unreal Engine, but it doesn't necessarily go the other way around. I mean, you can use the Unreal Engine how much you like, but if you don't have that eye for good design, so that might be harder to learn than utilizing the gaming engine.
0: Right, right. And have you looked at all in how wh- what role fashion will play in this? I mean, it, 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 from, from my perspective, fashion is is kind of way ahead of, of the interior design world when it comes to NFTs and the metaverse and digital uh, garments and, and, and so forth. We have several examples. I just mentioned uh, Artifact. There is a company called The Materialized. We also have... Uh, the fabricant, uh, uh, which uh, the, the, one of the co-founders is of Finnish descent, and we have them featured in the magazine as well. Uh, from your perspective, I mean, in creating the worlds, how e- how how easy or difficult is it to include digital garments, uh, digital textiles, and where do you see the opportunity there?
1: Yeah, well, of course, the opportunity is enormous and uh, it seems like the fashion industry or at least the digital fashion industry has already like seized the opportunity to some extent. Uh, And I think it's quite natural because, of course, we are talking about virtual identities and clothes are such an important part of that, uh, both in real life and in virtual life. So, so. It's, it's super exciting to see all that creativity. Uh, so, yes, I believe that the digital fashion uh, is something that will just like keep on increasing as people get uh, more and more people get into the virtual world. I was like, um, to be honest, uh, I've been like following the NFT market and I just purchased my, my first NFT And a big factor was that what is that character wearing and how does it look like? So I think that we are, this is so like the clothes and and how avatars look like and so on. They are very intimate things and, and that's why they are going to play a huge role in metaverse.
0: Wonderful. We're going to wrap it up soon. I just want to peek into the, the, the crystal ball here in a way and, and have you look, uh, you know, say five, ten years ahead. Uh, where is Cornerstone Land then? How much has it grown? How many people are there? What's your vision for, for your own metaverse?
1: Well, our target is to get one billion people to to come to Cornerstone Land one way or another. And we hope that we can really uh, both like uh, do it in a way that it helps to solve really important issues uh, that we can stick to our values that are very much Nordic values and at the same time also uh, offer uh, fantastic experiences uh, for, for the people who come to Cornerstone land, both like artistic and design experiences entertainment and also like help businesses uh to learn to operate in the metaverses. so <laughs> there's quite a lot of things to do actually
0: <laughs> well it's an entire world isn't
1: it yeah yeah well it's gonna be like a, a, a sort of a world of its own so yeah you better stay tuned. Uh, I hope that we can get some results soon when people start um, building their their fantasy plots or their fantasy houses on their plots. I'm good, personally good I, yeah, I've been teasing our team that I want the I want the horses and the horse stable. When can I have it, but so far I think it's 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 stuck in the development uh, queue or something like that because I haven't seen any horse stable yet,
0: but maybe oh, one okay. day I can imagine an internal request like like that will 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 uh, become further down the line on 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 the development queue it, it is,
1: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
0: Listen, we're going to wrap up. I'm just want to quickly mention also, I think it's worth mentioning that you are actually, uh, living the brand in, at such that you have a, a sort of digital headquarters for, for Zoan as well, and that you actually are working in it. Am I, am I right there?
1: Yes. Yeah, so the virtual headquarters of Zoan uh, is naturally a part of the cornerstone land and, uh, at the moment, I'm 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 sitting in a very physical uh, uh, sofa in our office. But soon, the idea is that it will be very democratic once once again if we have a virtual headquarters that is accessible for all the people who work for Zoan from all around the world. So that's definitely the plan uh, for the for the well. It it grows along with the cornerstone land.
0: Laura Olin is the Chief Operating Officer and partner of Soan, which are the creators of the Metaverse Cornerstone Land. Laura, thank you so much for speaking to me.
1: Thanks, Conrad. It was, it was very nice.
0: You have listened to the Scan and Even Mind podcast, our show about the intersection of lifestyle and technology. Every Friday, our team of editors and contributors talk about the current trends and events within business, tech, fashion, design, culture and more from the Nordic perspective, of course. Every Wednesday, you'll hear Values in the Metaverse, an interview podcast covering digital fashion, NFTs, and metaverse. Or Konst, our podcast about the current and future world of art, hosted by my colleague, roland Philipp Kretschmar. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to stay updated on the latest news and learn about upcoming talks and events. Visit scandinavianmind.com newsletter. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.